0: Oh shit, Disco and Alex Wright mock Tax's boy Conan, how dare they, <laughs> scumbag. Oh, me and my boy Conan, shout out to Conan, <laughs> <that> The 5150. <laughs> you said it right this week, Yeah, I've got cooler, I've got street cred now. Tony Schiavone says, this was an unadvertised match. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what do you mean, Disco and Conan? I'm oh, going to bring in the pay-per-view God. numbers. Hello everybody, welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined, as always, by Tax Williams. Hello everybody. How has your week been, sir? It's been a very busy week. Have we did some SCPW this week? It we was good did, fun. yeah, great event. Um, it was our sixth edition of our academy shows held in Hawkinge. Yep. I say we, I, I just was a, a fan of viewer. As such. <laughs> yeah, You did live commentary for the first time. Yeah, we got live commentary, so nothing in post this time. So that was uh, good fun, having to learn on the fly. I did do the thing I dreaded doing, and I referred to Eddie Ryan as Eddie Lion. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> oh, it was a nightmare. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, it's a good learning experience to be able to do it all live, full broadcast. I will say it looked like you were having the best time ever. Oh, like, it was hilarious. Just I enjoyed it. jumping up on your feet, like really popping for stuff that was happening. Like I was so much fun almost like catching you in the background because I was a uh, hard camera side and you were like uh, directly opposite hard Yeah, camera. that's right. And so basically I had a direct line to you the whole time and I, obviously you were working and I don't want to distract you by any means. But uh, yeah, it was just really fun occasionally when good stuff would happen. I just see you jump up in the background. I was like, oh, look, he's having a great time. It's dangerous having a fan as a commentator. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, uh, I can't say enough good things, man. It was so much fun! It was brilliantly booked. Uh, the talent was great for an academy show as well. Like you expect the worst sometimes, but it was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the the talent on the show. We had a a few debuts. So we had SJ. Uh, sorry, we had SJ Randall debut. Yeah. We had Paul Bravo debut, who was really impressive. Again, with little fanfare coming in. That kid's got a lot of potential and also, annoyingly, really chiseled abs, so the kid needs a cake. (laughs) Everyone needs some cake, man. I'm sure he's quite young, so his metabolism will kick out soon and start (laughs) looking like you and me. (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) So on this week's pod, we're going to do WCW's Bash at the Beach from 1998. Oh, what a time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, this is kind of important to me. Because this is the year when I started watching wrestling again full time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I watched bits around the early 90s through to about 93, 94. And obviously, I didn't have Sky TV or anything like that. We've talked about this on the prequel many, many months ago. Um, So I had the odd VHS here and there. And like friends would get VHSs and I'd go and watch those. But my family got cable around 1998. This pay-per-view was largely based around having two NBA stars in the main event. And this goes to show when WCW was starting to use a lot of mainstream uh, people to get involved, which proved to work from a business standpoint. So this event took place on the 12th of July, 1998 at the Cox Arena. I didn't know that. That's funny. (laughs) In San Diego. Do you know where the name San Diego came from? Go on. It's an Anchorman joke. Oh, okay. No, sorry. I haven't watched Anchorman in years. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's just a I whale's vagina. I get the obvious vagina. ones. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I'm sorry. Um, And there were 10,095 people in attendance. It's not bad. This pay-per-view did a bigger buy rate than Starcade. Wow. That year. It did 1.5. However, to show how times were turning for both WCW and WWF at the time, WrestleMania 14 drew a 2.3. Okay, so what did this draw? 1.5. Oh, okay. So you could already tell it's starting to go downhill. Yeah. But the card looked promising. So we had Goldberg. You say that. Well, no, but if you look at the card, so Goldberg and Kurt Henning. So Kurt Henning, I think looking at it going, Kurt Henning can't have a bad match of anyone. I could be proven wrong later. (laughs) Uh, we've got okay, B- okay. Booker T and Bret Hart. Yeah. So I thought that could be good. Young Booker T against veteran Bret Hart. So that would be quite useful. Yeah. Um, and obviously, anything with Rodzilla, Dennis Rodman involved, is bound to be a calamity. I think that increase in buy rate for this pay-per-view for WCW is because of Dennis Rodman, pretty much. He Purely was a superstar at this point. Yeah. yeah. Chicago Bulls at the time. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They just won the NBA finals against uh, Utah Jazz, which is why it came back to him and Malone look at you and your research oh like yeah it. yeah cool well well, yeah, well we'll get to that in the in the main but the fact it outsold starcade goes to show that if their mania is outsold by two basketball players in the ring yeah yeah true i know what you're saying it this was is a really interesting time in terms of nwo as well because, Yeah, because we've got wolfpack and now hollywood at the same time yeah don't we? and it's things like scott hall is not in the wolfpack yet but Lex Luger is. Yeah. And it's very transitional still. This is you can see them searching for what they're gonna be doing next and trying to find something else to do. And this pay per view was also six days after Goldberg beat Hogan at the Georgetown. We'll get onto that later. Yeah. <laughs> because I have <laughs> issues with this booking, but it's all good. So I mean, the first thing I noticed when they come into this um pay-per-view is this is branded as a wcw slash nwo pay-per-view yes and so they're still going with the nwo invasion angle about two years after it kind of kicked off well even when they uh michael buffer announces goldberg he refers to him as the nwo wcw champion wow interesting it's, like, it's, it's ridiculous but um you would have thought they'd drop this by now at this point really i think it's because it's on all their computer games oh because yeah, you, you had um was and it, it uh, been, i had vhs's with nwo wcw yeah branded on them as well and again it was the draft ahead of time. Yeah, They wanted to have NWO, they wanted to have WCW. They ripped off New Japan, but don't worry, let's carry on. Yeah, exactly. Well, they <laughs> stole the idea, didn't they? Yeah, of course. So, my first note leading into this, uh, for having more money in WWF at this time, mm. their production was god-awful. Those videos were <laughs> terrible, which is why I think the first thing you see on the show is Mean Gene shilling the WCW hotline. Yeah, very much so. I mean, this opening package gives me a seizure completely. Um, there's terrible graphic overlays with flickering text. It's, it's just terrible. So, I mean, this opening package puts over the beach, Goldberg, surfing, <laughs> the mailman Car Malone, who's a basketball player in the main event, yep. uh, Rodzilla, Dennis Rodman, who's the other basketball player in the main event, Diamond Dallas Page, Hollywood Hogan, seagulls, and a bouncy ball beach transition. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That seagull should have been there instead of the disciple. It's kind of weird to me that their opening package is terribly produced and they're not even trying to put over more of what's happening on the show in any way but again as we alluded to earlier they're the buy rates because of the basketball boys yeah just putting that over that's all they're yeah. focusing on at this point and it's amazing that it's weird. hogan's dropped the belt and six days later he's still in the main event yeah it's like don't worry about me boys don't that need the belt really frustrated me actually i'm in the main event yeah strange one so i mean pyro that's always nice <laughs> I miss I th- that. I, I I miss, I miss Pyro. <laughs> Not to be confused with Poirot. <laughs> there is a lot of Pyro on this show as well. That's why again, that's why Oakland's shilling the 1-900 one, the number for the hotline. <laughs> and I don't know why. I wrote it down. If anyone would like to phone the hotline, it's there. It's one 909 9900 Okay, so at this point, uh, so I watched this on the network. Yeah. Did you? Yes. Okay, so we both watched the network version. So there was a little note saying the number's not active anymore. Yeah. This is really upsetting. I wish it was. That'd be so good if they had like someone in WHQ start the phone like, WCW hotline. <laughs> no, Hogan is still our top guy. <laughs> Can you imagine? It'd be so much fun. He's an NWO white careful now <laughs> white and black nope <laughs> oh god i don't know where we're going with this i'm gonna go into the first match <laughs> hold on hold on let's talk about the staging as well oh, okay this stuff it really impressed me the actual stage of the the entranceway is incredible like they it put a great. lot of effort into this literally it's like a beach so the whole like there's about i would say 10 by 50 foot covered in sand It's a lot. It's a big space. Imagine if you've wrestled in that because you're going to find that in your gear for months. Yeah, no thanks. I'm fine. I'm not a fan of the beach in general just because it's sandy. Like when we were in France on holiday, we were like taking the kid to the beach the first time. I was like, "Yeah, I'll just, I'll just wait over here. It's fine. I don't yeah. want to get sand in my shoes. Like, I've only got one pair of shoes with me. I, I fucking hate sand. I, I, love, love, I, I love that. That's the ultimate hit in life: the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so there's sand. There's palm trees. There's lots of lights. Lots of lots surfboards. Of yep, surfboards. A lifeguard chair. A sand pyramid. Oh yeah. Not a sand castle. No, no. Uh, apparently, they're like you know, they have to be alternative nowadays. That's <laughs> Beach balls, pool toys, and it's, they spent more time on this set than they did on the card, let's be honest about it. And it was probably the most important part of the card. Yeah, pretty much. I really enjoyed it. At a time when beach balls were allowed at wrestling events. <laughs> <laughs> Opening match. Yeah. Raven's Rules match, mm-hmm. which was our good friend Raven with Riggs and Lodi against Peza Saturn. Yeah, so Saturn's just left the flock. Um, what do you think of the flock gimmick? Well, this disappoints me because in my younger years I loved the flock yeah I thought it was great I thought it was a really great idea a really great concept and just seeing it in these latter stages I was a bit like ugh yeah, we were both kind of Grebo's, I imagine at that yeah. time. So like, yeah. this is right on my street. Perfect. Like, and still to this day, Raven's one of my favorite wrestlers for psychology. I think he's great okay. for in ring. Interesting, because um, not one of mine is he not? Really not. I've never really got why Raven is so adored by people. Like, so have I'm you intrigued. not seen the body of work of Johnny Polo? <laughs> <laughs> it's a jolly flamingo or whatever his codename is. Scotty well. the body. Yeah, and then he came to ECW with this character, this Raven character. Which is great. I love the character. Absolutely love it. The psychology is really good. The stuff with Sam and everything else, I really, really think it was good. Um, at this point in his career, I feel like he's phoning it in a little bit. Yeah, I, I. mean, you get the impression that it's not too long after this that he's out of WCW and gone back to, to ECW at the time, was it? Because he, um, he arrived in ECW as the Dudleys left, won the belts with Dreamer. Yeah, the tag belts in there last night. So uh, yeah, he, he he didn't care because this was before Bischoff did his big interview of like, oh, if no one likes it, don't let the door hit you on the arse you go and leave. He was like, yeah, all right. See you later. And they just walked out of a production meeting. Right. I remember this story. Yeah. yeah so mm. that's, I think this is around the time because obviously the flock came to an end. He's got nothing creatively. Um, I think he, before this, he'd won the US title and then dropped it to Goldberg the next week. Right. Okay. So they didn't really do much of him. And again, Bischoff didn't really know what to do with him. I think Paul Heyman... Is that not the definition of Bischoff's booking? Yeah. (laughs) Bischoff's booking. But I think, uh, yeah, he he was phoning in at this stage, and it's tarnished a little bit of my fondness for the flock. Um, I also think it's a real shame that Perry Saturn couldn't keep it together. He seems inebriated. Yeah. Like strongly inebriated not, it's just him being crazy but we all know he had quite a drug problem at this time um, he, this is this is shown where he's not really with it because they, uh, they go to the uh, outside sat and goes to the top rope and either just slips off or s- steps off but yeah. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt he steps off and kicks Raven He doesn't slip <laughs> but he definitely slipped um, yeah. also at this stage did you think that um, Lodi looked like ECW hat guy yeah uh, with yeah. the Hawaiian shirt and the hat yeah. and being up the signs like Raven whatever sign yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very much. I thought initially that um, ECW sign guy was just in the front row. Oh, really? I saw Lodi. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, he's the other side of the barrier. That's Lodi. <laughs> then obviously the commentators refer to him eventually. And so I realized, oh, it's Lodi. Awesome. Like, I remember him. Like, I remember his. Um, Flamboyant gimmick later in WCW, yeah, that I really enjoyed. Nice. Thought was very, very funny. Um, the thing we've got also got to mention at this point is Nick Patrick is the ref. Oh hell, Nick Patrick! What do you think of Nick Patrick? Because I mean, I love his mullet and his moustache. <laughs> <Why>? I detest <laughs> his refereeing. Yeah, awful referee. Yeah. Um, let's never cover the invasion pay per view when him and Earl Hebner had a match. Oh yeah, okay, I forgot about that. This wow. now mm. again, that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> where I can now appreciate not doing commentary in post mm. there are mistakes that commentators make and I am over too familiar with this after doing a live broadcast but I don't think I'll ever make this mistake Perry Saturn goes outside and gets a chair which Tony Faggio- uh, Tony Schiavone says he's got a table <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my favourite moment in this match. Like this, all, all A lot of commentators have made this mistake, because it's like, you see, with stairs or chairs, they usually get yeah. uh, confused. But table and chairs? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's just picked up a table. That seated table. Oh, it was absolutely funny. Oh, and especially the other week when I said, you know what I think was the best commentary booth, three-man booth, was today's Shivani and Heenan. Listening to it back, again, jaded memories from my yeah. early years. And obviously, take Heenan out of that, I wouldn't care. So... I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but Heenan is trying to be funny, and Shavoni literally goes, oh, okay, and then carries on talking. <laughs> yeah. He gives him nothing back He big-match-johns him. He really, no-sells it completely. Really no-sells, like everything Heenan says. And Heenan drops some funny lines at time, which are just... Uh, um, a credit to his genius, almost, in that he doesn't give a shit yeah. about this show <laughs> at all, and he's still like probably the highlight of the commentary team. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that Shivani doesn't give him any like, what do you mean, Brain, or anything? You like, you need Monsoon to be like, what? The difference between Shivani and Monsoon with Brain yeah. is unbelievable. Like from watching WrestleMania Eight, yeah, to this, oh, it's 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 disgusting. I really yeah, hate it. I like agree. he's shitting all over one of their best talents. Like yeah uh, it annoys me anyway so in, in all honesty raven's rules match it's going to be a bit clustery but we come to the end when we get a bit of shenanigans and the flock jump him uh satin backdrops both on the necks ow my neck ow my neck <laughs> just watching this you're just like ow that looked like it really hurt uh he looks like he's pissed or drugged out of his face so he doesn't give a crap about jumping Lodi on his head no. at all it's a real shame um, he charges at Raven. Raven drags the ref across in front of him. Big ref bump in the first match of the night. Great booking. Ah, oh, WCW. Excellent. Uh, Nick Patrick sells this by gently humping the mat. So Raven sets up a table on the outside with another table set out. This is hard to describe. Raven is lying on the first table and there's another table set up above him and Saturn goes to the top rope. <laughs> Canyon runs out. Who better than Canyon? Where did this come from? Like, I know we don't know the storyline necessarily because I've been watching Nitros and stuff, but any idea why Canyon's there? I believe Canyon joins the flock. Oh, okay. This is a weird introduction to that yeah. then. Because <laughs> Canyon's out and drags Raven off of the table rescuing him. About three seconds go past and then Saturn jumps off the rope, skims the first table and lands f- flat on the floor. See Jeff Hardy slash Randy Orton at Hell in the Cell. My oh, Randy Orton's moved out of the way. I'm going to drop on him. Yeah. Perry Saturn. No one's there. Well, the t- I, well. In fairness, though, he probably couldn't see under the second table. I did think this that he, even no, that's though that why they did it, if he'd looked to the other side and seen Canyon and Raven sort of standing there, going, "Uh, Satan's going to think we're not in there." <laughs> <laughs> it would have been hard to miss. Let's be honest. Maybe saw his face like they tried to rib him. No, I'll be there, mate. I'll be there. I'll look <laughs> after you. Way down he goes. Oh, I didn't put my phone on silent. I'm the worst podcast driver. Anyway, um, okay. Oh, God, I've got to get through this. So, <laughs> you could have got through it. He hit him with an even flow and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scotty Riggs rolls in Saturn. Raven covers him. Is it? Does he hit him with the new... Oh, that's afterwards. So, Raven covers him. Saturn kicks out. Okay. Plenty of bullshit ensues. And then there's an even flow DDT. One, two, three. Nick Patrick is the worst... Uh, I hate his little flappy arm counting thing. Yeah, this thing that I'm demonstrating visually, so it's terrible for a podcast. But it's like The Rock when he does his really over the top back strikes, flappy arm <laughs> oh, strike, flippy Just compared arm, Nick strike. Patrick to The Rock. What the hell? What just happened? One's a great actor. One's The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! The thing that I got about this Ravens rules match, and again, I appreciate it's opening match. Yeah, two weapons. I don't like hardcore wrestling, but if you're going to have a Raven's Raven's Rules match, Mm -hmm. have more than one and two weapons. Especially if you're going to be picking out a table chair. Why is Raven dictating the rules of a WCW pay-per-view? Well, at least it didn't go to his Raven's Clockwork Orange House of Fun matches, which he had in TNA. Please, no. Please, Um, no. Don't reference TNA again. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Wait wait till we cover a TNA event. Yeah, so for me, this match lasts about five minutes longer than it ever should have. It's way too complex for an opening. 10 minutes 41 of clusterfuck. Yeah, this could have been two or three minutes easy with this amount of crap chucked into it. But for a first match on a show as well, I know they're trying to get the crowd going and trying to get heat and trying to get everyone involved and such, but this is way too much. And this goes to my lack of love for Raven. I think Raven's had a lot of say in how this has gone. Yeah, well, again, I wonder, as you said, if he's folding in Ravens very much like middle fingers to the rest of the locker room. Yeah. Right. Well, good luck. Good luck following this. Okay. And I also then wonder if that's why again the next match is a bit of a. But before we get to the next match, I say we've got a beach ball transition again. Oh yeah, love a beach ball transition, (laughs) and we've got uh, more from Mean Gene Mm. as he uh, he brings out your puppy, my puppy Eddie Guerrero. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Coming out to the LWO theme he as was. well. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So they put oh, over ready. the hair versus hair match versus Chavo. Um, I I didn't quite get what they were going for at the time because they talk about Chavo having to wrestle the Harlem Heat and then having to wrestle Stevie Ray, who's in the Harlem Heat. Yeah. And they kind of trip up over their lines a little bit here. But Eddie is outstanding as always. I love Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Uh, Again, we could probably do a whole hour on Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, just ranting and raving how much I love everything about him. He's the best. In the worst of circumstances, he's the shining light of the show, really. Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, just to the other wrestlers in general, and obviously we're talking more time, but he was in a mess in his life outside of wrestling. He sorted it out. He got it together. And I think that should be for any wrestler or anyone in life who is struggling. Look at that. You could be at the lowest of those doing anything wrestling terrible. your terrible cousin, <laughs> nephew, whatever. I fucking hate Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> I, me too. I've never got it. I always said, um, from my friend uh, Mike, who I used to watch wrestling pay-per-views with, yeah. that I fucking hate Chavo Guerrero. Literally everything he does, I hate him. It's a, it's a testament to how bad Chavo Guerrero is that when Eddie Guerrero died, they pushed Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit yeah i mean i can't say anything yeah, yeah his best totally. work was as Kerwin white because dolph ziggler was there and he was shit yeah i hate chavo guerrero Oh, the mexican warrior no you're not you're living off your name do you know something really bummed me out recently have you watched glow on netflix uh only part of the first series okay but he's involved in the because he does a lot of booking of the matches and shows the girls how to yeah. wrestle and train them and such And so you can tell he's kind of having an involvement in booking some of the finishes because they're all crap. (laughs) Someone finished a match in this the other day with an arm drag. And I'm like, no, Chavo, don't you dare finish a match with an arm drag. Oh, my God. I'm ruining the business. (laughs) But we'll get on to my disdain for Chavo a little bit later, because first we had someone who I do really like. Which one? I mean, fair enough, so I don't mind them both, but Juventud Guerrera. Okay, so you're a Hoovie fan, nice. I love Hoovy. So we've got Billy Kidman, Flock Billy Kidman. Yep. Uh with Lodi again. Lodi's getting some good pay-per-view money at this point. Yep. Against Huvey. How bad do you think they wasted an opportunity when they had him, psychosis, and super crazy in WWE as a funny Mexican lawnmower riding faction? I loved it. Um the lawnmower thing comes across a little racist. Yeah. But uh the actual faction I really, really enjoyed really good yeah. and it could have done a lot more yeah i was such a mark for ecw as well so psychosis is super crazy yeah. obviously coming from that and i always liked Hoovy because he did the people's elbow for a few yeah. months at yeah. least and i was like ah you're a sneaky bastard <laughs> like, i like that mike tanae got over why this match was happening mm. so it stemmed from kidman saying that the seven year itch which is a shooting style press is better than the 450 that hoovey does we get another great shivani call here from commentary uh power bomb onto the outside called it a sidewalk slam Yeah, he did. He also, at one point, because uh, they start cheating and using, like, you know, foreign objects and such, he goes, Oh, this must be Raven's Rules as well, to try and, like, avoid the DQ. Like, because they they blatantly cheat a bunch of times. And the ref just kind of carries on and ignores it, even though it's directly in front of him. And you're like, Ah, yeah, they didn't think very much in this one, did they? So there's some really good stuff in here. Um, There's a wheelbarrow suplex where Hoovy lands right on his neck. Ow, my neck again. Uh, second match in a row you get people bumping on their heads like properly like and yeah you feel spiking in a bad way a lot of this pay-per-view um is very high spot sort of wrestling yeah it's not very narrative based and it definitely feels like bischoff or whoever backstage has gone all right lads like we've got to make sure we compete with the, the WWF, w whatever um let's go out there and like you know put on the greatest matches we can like just go high spot do crazy things yeah and this is one of those matches this is video game-esque wrestling at times i'd say so and again as you said i wonder if it's a case if we've got a lot of our new eyes on the product let's keep them interested let's keep them interested with high-flying hard-hitting dangerous wrestling yeah exactly um and also the fact that this show seemed to be turned on its head six days before the show Mm -hmm. means that no one's got time for prep no one's got time to put anything decent together does this show that they don't give a shit about the well-being of their wrestlers yes I think it does as well, and I think to an to an extent that was the same during the Attitude era. Yeah, you could say that for a lot. Like WWF is a lot; it's less high spotty than this. Yeah, but that's because they didn't have the wrestlers. The the hardcore yeah. matches in WWF were a lot more intense. Yeah. than this. I mean, the some of the matches they were having. It's were like cage matches. They just beat the tar out out of each other in WWF. WCW again, it was just spot festy. It was spot festy before it became indie wrestling. Yeah, exactly. There's there's some cool shit here. There's a power bomb from the apron to the floor that Shoni caused the sidewalk slam that yeah. you talked about. That looked br- absolutely brutal. And maybe he was saying always oh, landed on the sidewalk. Maybe he's slammed him on <laughs> to the side. Stop walk. trying to justify Shoni's commentary. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. Um. I like the part where um, Hoovy landed on his feet just after the German and hit Hoovi driver. That yeah. Was, that was a nice touch. Pretty big. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then you could tell as this was, match was based on their two finishes, Kidman went up, missed the seven-year itch. Hoovy doesn't miss the 450. At 9 minutes 55, Juventud Guerrera is the winner of this forgettable but quite high athletic match. I mean, I think you're underplaying how many high spots there are in this. There's like power bombs off the top rope. There's low blows directly in front of the ref that he completely ignores. (laughs) (laughs) That's what led to the Ravens' rules comment, wasn't it, the low blow? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. What can I say? There's a point where they definitely lose track of what's meant to happen because Kidman just grabs a headlock and they go down to the ground and you're like, good game, kid. (laughs) There's some grappling for you. That's fine. (laughs) Love a bit of mat-based wrestling during this hot moment. To be fair, they probably just needed a break. Yeah, exactly. Oh, chill out. Hoovy. I'm pretty dizzy. Yeah. So the camera work in this match as well is absolutely shit. They miss a whole bunch of stuff. Like they're wobbly. They're this. It's not WWF. This same crew went to work AAA. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> pretty it, doesn't much. It? Yeah, like they, they, this just the whole production level is not there. Like no, it seems to be a real issue for WCW at this point. In that they they've got the talent in ring, as I think everyone knows, and that for some reason they're putting all these crappy guys at the top of the card when these workers are like working their ass off. Like Booker T, even it should be main eventing at this. Yeah. point. this as as we said earlier, this was the turning point these guys were basically going out trying to have blockbuster matches because I wonder if they just saw this as a a shop window yeah. for them. Let's get noticed by Vince. Let's see if we can go from there. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you resent him using the Mishinoku driver and calling it the Hoovy driver? <laughs> well, no, because the Mishinoku driver is always three. The Hoovy driver people can kick out. <laughs> <laughs> no one should ever kick out of Rishinoku. I really don't think. It looks so bad. Like, we dropped someone like, properly in it. Like, I know, yeah. you know, people slam straight sometimes. <clears throat> but, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that don't worry i just going to pop you <laughs> leave it in no I can't do that I can't do that but like if you actually do a proper driver with it yeah like it looks absolutely devastating and I don't think we can call his 450 a 450 either it's more like a 430 because yeah. he doesn't fully really rotate like his knees drop into Kidman yeah he's but he's also been doing a lot of high spots he's probably pretty he's, knackered. they looked absolutely exhausted 10 minutes in if I was like do you want to go and do a 450 he's like you'd be lucky I can climb the rope <laughs> be fair at the moment it's like you've done five minutes you're lucky if i can get in the ring (laughs) i've walked to the ring yeah exactly (laughs) um but yeah overall again uh very spotty i like the two guys in the ring i would say probably one of the better if you can even rate any of the matches on this card as good probably one of the better matches on um it's on the better end of average this is a lot about what i don't necessarily like about pro wrestling Mm -hmm. In that it's lots of very dangerous spots, injuring people essentially. Yeah. Um, these guys both have longish careers, but you know it takes a little slip up for one of them to break their fucking neck, and that's it. You know. Yeah. Job done. And for no purpose. There's no real storyline involved. There's no belt involved. What do you mean? There's no storyline involved. Whose finisher is better, the four fifty? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm seven it's not year rich. Rich. <laughs> That's just nonsense that they've made up on commentary to try and get this over. Like, there's not really a heel or a face even though they should do. But like even, they even talk about Kidman like being cleaned up and stuff like that because he bought a new T-shirt instead of yeah. having his holy one. You're like, get the gimmick over, man. What's wrong with you? Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to make light of it. But as you said, start to finish, a lot of the show, when I say a lot, most slash all of the show mm. did not make sense. Yeah, pretty much. I think, had we watched the Nitro from the George Dome, I think... That would have been what should have been or was planned to be at Bash at the Beach. I the pay per view. <laughs> do you know why they didn't do like all the big matches from that on this? No, go away, go away, go away, <laughs> go, away. <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm wondering. Like I don't know. No, I, I I wonder because obviously they wanted the TV change because I assume their TV ratings are better than their pay per view by rates. Right. Okay. So the they TNA ha- theory. Yes. And then so and they sell out. Why the How would George- anyone buy the pay per view then? Well, 1.5 million did. But like after this, like if you're going to start putting your, your big changes on TV, remember there was only TV and pay-per-views at this time. And yeah. Pay-per-views are the big money makers. Really, I wonder if them. they realized they could sell out the Georgia Dome at 40,000 people. Whew. Cause okay, that's, that's, that's why. Yeah. And that's why Four they... Four times the amount of people than their pay-per-view. Exactly. And while obviously pay-per-view buy rates, so you would have got 10 million out of the pay-per-view, let's say $10 a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, if the buy rate is accurate mm, oh, Always dubious point, yeah. This is so WCW though Yeah but 40,000 people I wonder if they moved Nitro And obviously because they had Bash at the Beach books Because as we see later A lot of the matches Changed around So Your best buddy in the world Is backstage talking to Two gentlemen Advertising WCW website Conan yeah, Me and my broski Conan The Great This is weird A little bit <laughs> it's they're sitting at a desk with headsets on obviously being broadcast on the website hopefully for video rather than just audio i never watched this i didn't know this existed to be honest i knew about the hotline but not the website kind of interview things this would be like the old aol addresses as well wouldn't it i'm not even sure i kind of knew how to use the internet at this point in my life i probably did no chance yeah i wonder i heard of the internet around this time and this was how i would go and get the codes to make my custom wrestlers on like my no mercy or my, my wcw games my n64 excellent but, yeah, that's about it, really. I'm a complete nerd. I'm trying to think what I was doing in 1998, because I was watching wrestling a lot, because obviously I've just got cable. I think I just bought my first DVDs, because I think DVDs are just around at this time, and we just moved into our house. Yeah, I think we did have the internet at this point, because I remember like checking the WF website like daily. Just looking for updates and stuff. Good old WWF.com. Yeah, like when I didn't even realize other websites existed. Yeah. You know, I just go to www.com and just look up their stuff. God, I can't believe Vincent Manchester has provided me this one thing for a phone line just to connect to it. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's amazing. I'm assuming you never called any hotlines or anything ever Not at life. all. Okay, no, no. I was hoping that you might have. No. Like, uh, international fees. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, parents would have killed us. As, as, a, as a side note, they uh, my parents once got a very expensive phone bill. Right. And both my parents tried to convince me. And it's like, if you phone the WWF phone number, it's okay. You just need to tell us because we need to know why the phone bill is so high. And I'm like, I genuinely didn't. Right. And I thought to myself, I don't think my brothers phoned a Sylvanian family's hotline because I think they're based in this country, so it's fine. So I am just assuming my dad was phoning porn lines. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> oh, the boy's been phoning wrestling in America. That's why it is. Definitely. Let me just grab a drink, man. <laughs> Do it now, he can't defend himself. Dead. that time when there was a phone oh, bill. Hey, oh, oh, dark, very dark. <laughs> oh, god. Right, okay. So the next match is Stevie Ray against Chavo Guerrero. Match? You called it a match? Well, do you yeah. know as to why he's got to go through Harlem Heat and Stevie Ray? I as no idea because I didn't explain it. There was no TV package. There was nothing. No, I tried to have a look online uh, before doing the pod to see if we could find... Uh, a reason as to why he's got to go through an opponent to then fight his uncle in a hair versus hair match but I, I don't think they know mate to be honest i enjoyed stevie ray in this walking to the ring saying he promises to slapjack someone <laughs> okay <laughs> nice cool slapjack someone <laughs> all right why, why is Chavo wearing a blow-up ring and a suit has a super soaker wanker prick yeah. Because it's because it's beach-themed pay-per-view? I've got creative control, and I? I'm going to look like a bellend. Does he actually have creative control? Who cares? He's a prick. Right, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm very serious about your hatred for Chavo. Well, I've, I've I've never liked his in-ring work. I've never liked his character. He dined off his family name to get where he got. Yeah. As, as I alluded to earlier, the perfect time to push someone who you think is a very good wrestler and character would be a time where you can capitalise on tragedy. They pushed a different man. I <laughs> don't know how I feel about <laughs> that statement, but I know what you mean. Well, it's, yeah. it's Vince McMahon. Capitalise. Yeah. If 10 years ago. I've always felt very uncomfortable with that sort of capitalization. You know, I know. Like, I, I agree with you. But if yeah. you think 10 years ago, had Jim Neidhart died 10 years ago, Nate would have won the belt the next night. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Because, you know, this is how Vince works. The only thing he's never capitalised off was Owen. And even then, he was rumoured still at the time trying to bring Anvil and Bulldog back from WCW hmm. to try and make things right. Now, is that making things right? Or is that trying to capitalise? So, um, Charvo's also wearing an Eddie Guerrero shirt. Yep. Is it because he hasn't got his own merch or something? <laughs> he just wanted a Guerrero <laughs> one, you know? I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, so, Eddie comes out with the scissors. Uh, Charvo then dedicates the match to Eddie. This is for you, little trooper. Fuck off. Um, they shake hands Charbo sells it and submits instantly so your winner is Stevie Ray and I can't believe I'm going to say this via handshake submission Um, on a logical storyline basis if this match means nothing and you're going to have to have a match and your hair's on the line obviously not appropriate for me because I'm bald at least he goes I'm not going to wrestle because I've got another match if I lose it doesn't matter the logic is fine. I don't mind it. I, the finish is kind of funny as well, is what it is. But why is this even here? Was it just to get Stevie around the pay-per-view? I'd say so. It feels like it, doesn't it? Hey, Bischoff, look at my contract. I've got creative control. I need to build a it- pay-per-view. All oh, right, well, maybe you can go against charvo for a minute. It got quite a good pop. I will say that. like um, charvo like, losing. <laughs> got oh, yeah. quite a big pop from the crowd. Because obviously they then realise once charvo gets on the mic that he's then going to be able to wrestle Eddie fresh for the... Yeah, the hair versus hair match, but again, this feels so convoluted and just pretentious and stupid and just completely needless. Just have them have a hair versus hair match. Yeah, and and also, let's be honest, why are they having a hair versus hair match? Yeah, I looked again for all Don't the backstories know. of Nitro, and it was just a case of he challenged him. Cool, challenge for a hair match. Dub see dub dub see dub. Oh my god, there's a reason no one ever chanted that. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Eddie against Chavito. Uh, Eddie's mullet is gorgeous. I love his mullet so much. It's absolutely perfect. It's proper crop top up the top, but then like the long kind of rat tail thing down the Classic back. Classic business is the front part at the back. God, Eddie's gorgeous. Uh, they <laughs> kind of go for this comedy start where Chavo's biting him and Eddie kind of sells it and then shows the ref his ass and things. And this doesn't feel like the serious ever ser, yeah, lucho Puesto sort of match we're going no, for here. No, not at all it's um, weird so we get a gory special by Eddie and I imagine you popped like crazy because one of your favourites awesome Always. nice nice and in theory Charvo should know how to get out of that <laughs> you'd imagine <laughs> you know yeah what do you think of this um, oh well I don't even need to ask you really but I know what you're going to say but Charvo doing the whole he's a maniac he's a crazy man sort of gimmick I'm so wacky it, it's he's terrible. Cannot get this over at all. It's so messy. I don't know why either. I mean, it's a, it's a difficult gimmick to get over anyway. Yeah. The the person who's managed to get that done in recent times in memory of wacky was when Alicia Fox went crazy and started throwing cup drink over Michael Cole. I thought she was quite good at that. Too, yeah. Honest. I but, actually watched that. But yeah. that's the only wacky gimmick that's really. I can think worked. of a couple. I can think of um uh well, well traditionally if we think of like you know um Missing Link. Okay. Uh Animal Steel, George. Yeah. Um what's the girl in TNA who has the makeup all over her face? Uh Rosemary. No, that's not Rosemary. Daphne? No, Daphne was quite good at it. Um but uh no it's not Oh well, uh, oh, Chelsea Green. Yeah, I think it's Chelsea yeah. Green. She's the girl like currently wrestles for them, right? Yes, yes. Or yes. has wrestled for yeah. them, I should say. Uh I think she got that over pretty strong as well. Like yeah. the the kind of like I don't know, messed up bride sort of character. Yeah, but that's that that was that was like off. Oh, like uh off the change so, like she'd lost her mind whereas charvo's like he I'm a wacky guy yeah there's no look at my super soaker E-e-e-e, just loading it <laughs> I like he did like a masturbation thing he <laughs> you pumped his super soaker then <laughs> that's how i load my super soaker <laughs> that's how we all do mate Wee. so eddie takes over pretty much for the vast majority of this match and just beats the crap out of charvo thank god um they both can't hit the frog splash they both go for it a few times they both end up tr- struggling over the scissors with the ref and this sort of stuff. It's just such a messy finish, this. <laughs> so Charvo and Little Nature struggling over the scissors. Eddie rolls them up in a small package. One, two, three. Eddie Guerrero wins. Great. Okay. Great. Thanks, man. Yeah, awesome. I can't even say I th- I obviously love a gory special, but other than that, I was like... Oh, I, w- I expect better out of Eddie, even if it is with Charvo. I wish I'd selected the one... The uh, bash at the beach a couple of years ago when there was a war games, there was warrior coming back because at least I would have been like, oh, at least there's a nostalgia pop here. I, I'm already what, what we have three matches in and I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> but that's that's sometimes for good podcasting because at least we can talk about how much trash this is. Like this is terrible. This lasted just under 12 minutes right, and okay. it finished another with, kind of 10 minute match. Yeah, yeah. And it finished with Charvo shaving his own head, laughing it's, it's maniacally. So, so cringy. And watching this is going, this is not funny or entertaining. It's just you trying to be a character that isn't working in any way, shape or form. And he's there for like good five minutes, shaving his head, making yeah. sure he gets all the little bits and stuff, with refs like, Yeah, you need to make sure I get it all off and you just like just, just just do a couple and just walk to the back, please. That's basically Bishop backstage going. Got a bit of time to fill. Hogan wants to go Broadway with this main event, so we want to push this card as long as we can. <laughs> mate, this whole card is very short as well. Like, yeah. Why are they not extending these matches at the beginning? Give them 15, 20, you know, let them work. Like, I, especially I, I, like Raven and like Eddie Guerrero and stuff. Yeah, but again, I think it's just the quality of what they want to put out. Yeah, it, I just don't think they care about these guys at all. They're like, right, you three, all 10 minute matches. Hogan, here's half an hour. Do five if you want, mate. Don't worry about it. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Trash booking. Absolutely hate it um what's that of tea's gonna get you <laughs> there's, this, there's this classic line by the way where uh, i think it's tony Schiavone says it goes the people at ringside are stunned no they're just going to get a beer or a piss or something they, yeah. they don't care about this at all i think as well during this match there was the first boring chant yeah. of the evening because we got a lot of that as we went through the card indeed so let's move on so it's we'll get this kind of explanation that it's meant to be jericho versus milenko or something or other. They don't yep. really explain it very well, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, Malenko snapped on a pay-per-view or on Nitro? On Nitro. The 40k people? Yep. Yeah, okay. I assume there's much now you've said that. I can understand why. So the match is off. Okay, so we've got Jericho versus... Ooh, we don't know at this point. Oh, God, I hear disco music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And again, here's Simon Chavo. Here's someone who's done well to make a career... Out of anything, I've always hated Disco Inferno. D- I mean, at least it came out of Alex Wright. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some benefit to this. It, he was terrible, Alex Wright. Like he's funny. Yes, he can dance and stuff, but. He looks so awkward. I've never seen someone look so awkward (laughs) in the ring. You know those early diva kind of matches? Oh my God. Where they're like pausing and stalling and like they just don't know what to do with themselves all the time? Toss. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Alex Wright is in that vein at this point. Oh my God. You can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to get like a a German European character involved. So when they go to Europe, they've got that character to be But at that time, they had Bret Hart. It was probably more over in Germany than it was in the US, which is still bizarre, but he was. He was huge in Germany. I didn't know that, but okay. You say so. Yeah. Why so big in Germany? I have no idea. Okay. But yeah, he was... In, <laughs> w- <laughs> in <laughs> WWF, <laughs> he was huge. He always okay. thanks his fans in Germany for no reason. And the fans, he always talks in podcasts about how he would go to Germany because he'd get the biggest crowds. He'd wow. go... He'd even say himself that, you know, outside of Canada, he was more over in Germany than was in the UK or the US. Well, in terms of like typical things about germans not a lot of personality really loads of technical skill jesus <laughs> <laughs> we think of stereotypes of a german kind of 90s comedy character like, it's not the view of Tex williams yeah okay, enough, i'll cut that don't <laughs> worry it's fine all right but, you know but, what um, i'm saying fuck yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> no leave it in <laughs> but um yeah so it's disco and alex but, Wright. let me hold on hold on so, oh shit! Disco and Alex right mock taxis. Boy Conan, how dare they? <laughs> Scumbag! Oh, me and my boy Conan. Shout out to Conan for <laughs> <that> the fifty-one fifty. <laughs> you said it right this week. Yeah, I've got cooler. I've got street cred now. How good is the Wolfpack music? Brilliant. <laughs> Who's plan was the Wolfpack. I have no idea. Probably Nash. Was, do you think it was Kevin Nash? I, I think, think it has to be, doesn't it? He was just like, fuck this Hogan shit. Give me some red and black and let me do my own yeah, thing. Yeah, because that entrance music is brilliant. It's so good. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack. Do you think, and I know they cocked it up when they bought in Hogan Nash and Hall?
1: What,
0: do you, in- Yeah. Do nah you th- <laughs> Do you- <laughs> if-, if Hall wasn't completely, like, drugged out of his mind at that point, it would have been fine, but, like, that's a problem. Nash- Nash's knees were gone. Hogan's an old day pensioner on this show, let alone then. Tony Schiavone says, this was an unadvertised match. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what do you mean, Disco and Conan aren't going to oh, bring in the pay-per-view God. numbers? <laughs> We've got Rodman and Malone on this. Oh, well, what can make this better? Have we put Disco? So- we put Disco on the poster. So Disco comes out with the Wolfpack, or at least some of them. Right, Nash immediately grabs the mic, pissed out of his face. is like, yo, what's up? <laughs> what a San Diego or something? I don't know what he it says. was San Diego, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he sounds so so pissed at this point. uh It's pretty funny. Like it's awful. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't give a shit. He's not wrestling. Why do you need to be sober? Absolutely awful. Again, I think this might be the time Nash was booking. All right. Okay. As well. <laughs> I, I again, my, you've my got to laugh man it's really funny I really <laughs> can money he was taking in at this point and he's not even booking himself on pay-per-views and stuff if he is booking sensible money yeah he's the man like totally gets what it what are you doing tonight Nash I oh, don't know about three bottles <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna walk to the ring drop <laughs> some sobers, and have a fucking a party mate oh uh, but we'll bring Luger out as well because he's not working yeah exactly lads who else wants to come out No, I'm alright in catering thanks <laughs> big Kev alright no worries <laughs> Conan does his shtick, which I absolutely love. His yeah. "Who's Bowdy Bowdy and Rowdy Rowdy" and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it's, I am it's really good fun. on Twitter with my <laughs> mate Conan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, basically, this match match is pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wright cheats. Um, then Luger goes over, gives Wright the torture rack. Nash power bombs Disco behind the referee's back. Tequila Sunrise. Done. Conan wins by submission. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Conan wasted in a WCW career. I think when the, he was such a huge star in Mexico, they could have uh bought bought him over and I think he could have done great things for that company. I don't want to shit on your guy. Has he ever had a good match? How dare you? He throws a shoe. <laughs> in in early s e p w stuff that I did, I started throwing shoes in tribute to Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Ed, was on the top Amazing. rope and I launched my shoes at him. Oh, uh, who throws a shoe? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, there was also, a, again, from a, another popular wrestling podcast uh, by Bruce Pritchard. All right. He was saying how once um, he received a phone call from a wrestler who was looking to leave WCW and basically didn't refer to himself as Conan. It was like, hey, man, it's K-Dog. <laughs> okay. Cool, and it was like, And Conan's sort of quite popular. People know who he is. Um, but... Bruce Pritchard only knows Conan. <laughs> okay, so dude, no idea who he was. So when K Dog phones up and basically trying to, tries to get a job, um, and this is the same time that the radicals were all coming over. Okay, right. Because like, Conan was like trying to get in on that, and basically Bruce Pritchard asked K Dog, "Oh, maybe send me over a tape. I'll have a look at it." To so, like the biggest wow. star in Mexico, Mexican wrestling history, just saying to K Dog, "I'll oh, send me a tape." <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they were. Um, Benoit uh, Guerrero, Malenko, and Satnor brought it up at the dinner, a secret dinner they had with Bruce Pritchard. And they were, he was like, Kate, that was Kona. Oh, no. And apparently all the radicals found it hilarious and didn't even bother letting him know. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we move on to next one of the biggest matches of the night, again with another sports star. So I use that term very loosely. <laughs> the NW Hollywood music hits again and Giant comes out. Big Show, Paul White, if you don't know who the Giant is at this point, listeners, I'm sure most people do. Would have had a better career Would have been called Paul White rather than the Big Show in WWE. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I always thought it should have just been Paul White, but I think maybe like, you know, there's an element of he's such a big star. We want to try and give that sort of name to him, you know, like I understand what they were going for. Never thought the Big Show was a good name, though. No. Just why can't they go with like, Paul the Giant White? Because, well, yeah, because he would be like, oh my God, he's a shark. <laughs> I don't get it. Big white, oh, white shark. Oh, that's a good gimmick, though. Yeah. You could work off that. Yeah. Although, you know, then Shark Boy would have never had a career that'd be quite a good tag <laughs> <laughs> the great white and the minnow or something you know like, i'm gonna book it if i ever get millions and millions of pounds i'm gonna book paul white and shark boy to come and be. Like, i don't think shark boy would be that expensive to get over mate don't it'd worry. be like skinny <laughs> dipping in the shark tank <laughs> um do you know much about big show's opponent kevin green so i know that his nickname is the meme machine and that he's an american football player and still an american football player at this time he's not retired no or anything no and that leads on to my point. So he was at the Carolina Panthers at this time in 1998. Because he kept coming to wrestling, and this match was supposed to be... Uh, sorry, my, my notes. It's fine, do This match was supposed to be the Giant and Kurt Henning against Goldberg and Kevin Green. Cause Kevin, oh, okay. Because Kevin right. Green has been working a lot of tags on and off for WCW over the last few years. I didn't know that. Okay. Yep. Um his first big feud, he teamed up with um Steve McMichael. Uh obviously I'm assuming a relative of Mondo McMichael. Yes. Probably. <laughs> Mongo. Mongo, not Mondo. That's bad. That's bad. Package delivery for um, Mango. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. But because <laughs> Some he kept deep cut references in the last <laughs> yeah, few pods yeah. by the way. But yeah, go on, carry on. But because he kept going to wrestling, um every NFL franchise who tried to sign this guy onwards put a no wrestling uh, clause in his contract <laughs> In the NFL contract <laughs> Okay yeah. cool So um, he wasn't He wasn't allowed To wrestle after this so, oh, But because shame. He's been in tags Obviously he's now One on one with Big Show And it's very much Sorry with the Giant And now it's very much like Oh crap We've got two guys Who can't really Do much together Okay I liked how the Giant Was billed as Seven foot four And <laughs> weighing 519 <laughs> pounds He's going tougher, a foot yeah, Exactly <laughs> <laughs> My only things that I wrote down about this are like, what the fuck is this shit? Well, there are not enough sporting pros on this card already. Like, I feel really bad for him that like he's getting undercarded by like two basketball players. You're like, why? Why would you book this on this show with the two basketball players? Well, I suppose as he's already had previous, he's been in there for the last few years. Save him for Nitro the next night or something, you know? Don't save him at all because I get the impression, as you said, yeah, he was playing in the NFL at the time. I don't get the impression he's a massive star in the NFL. What? That'd be me like saying, Oh, I've got um oh, Ryan Fraser from Bournemouth to come on the pod. <laughs> That's a deep cut reference again, Jesus. Uh, as opposed <laughs> to saying, Oh, I've got I know Lionel Messi to come on the pod. There's America's listening to this going, Who are these wrestlers they're talking uh, about? <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Messi was an offensive lineman from Tier One estate. <laughs> I feel the need to clarify just to stop people being confused that he is the greatest footballer in the world playing for Barcelona and he's outstanding. Let's carry on. Yeah, I'll stop (laughs) my ridiculous uh, references. So yeah, this match ended with the giant with a chokeslam. Kevin Green tried his best. (laughs) I literally have nothing <laughs> else to say about it. There is nothing to say, mate. It's just absolutely terrible. Kevin Green sold there, there that jokesman really what, well. There is one point, considering I was complaining about DQs not happening earlier in the night for low blows in front of the ref and cheating with Lodi. Uh, as show gets in the ring, Green kicks the top rope into his crotch. That is a low blow disqualification. He should have lost straight there and then. Had the bell rung. <sighs> Technicality. I think it had by that point. I think this was like halfway through the match. Yeah, it should have been disqualified. Yeah. And the problem for this poor Kevin Green chap thrown in there six days ago oh don't worry you might have Goldberg to basically shadow you and basically cover your inefficiencies in the ring go out and wrestle the giant yeah to be fair at this point in his career giant is astonishingly good considering his size yeah I mean fairness I'm giving him a bit of bad rap for what he becomes because obviously with age things change but motherfucker was doing moonsaults yeah like, whoa, he's a big boy. So, with you saying about the giant being able to do, so he's very agile, he's at the best of his game, he can do moonsaults when some other wrestlers can't. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Do you think, similar to what we were saying about Braun Strowman, do you think Vince McMahon has Mr. Trick? With Paul White, because again, had he made him a special attraction, he could have been the fun guy in kids' rooms. I know they're putting him in films now. It's like, oh, he's the big guy who's farting. (laughs) He's probably done a big poo because he's big. (laughs) So I have a theory that the Attitude Era, the '97 to kind of 2002 2003 period, was insanely popular for wrestling for WWE, ECW, because people used to jump ship all the time. I think that is. More controversial than anything you can really do in a match, you know, it's legitimate. Firstly, yep. So, when Jericho jumped over, like everyone was like, Oh, hang on, they're going the other way. Like, everyone was going to WCW at this point, and that got their ratings up and up and up yeah. and up and up. The matches were terrible. The undercards were really, really good in general. She had guys like Jericho, Benoist. Mm-hmm. That's not a name. I'll blank that. Malenko. <laughs> Malenko. Oh, Guerrero. Leading on to a, 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 a Benoit reference. There was an interview that Kevin Owens was doing on a, another podcast. Right. And basically, he he was basically listing off people from a SummerSlam. And he basically went, and oh, obviously there's Benoit. And it's oh, actually, start that again. Can you edit that out? And went through it. And the guy who did the podcast forgot to edit it out. Whoops. <laughs> 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 well, we all make mistakes. Don't worry about it. I've done it as well now. I'm leaving it in by the way. Just so you know. That's fine. I, I, As I said, I see, because we're talking about wrestling characters, we talk about Chris Benoit, the wrestling character. Oh, not, Of course, yeah. Not yeah. the uh, man with a brain of a 90-year-old Alzheimer's patient who did a bad thing. We're not horrible people, to be fair. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the point I'm getting to here is that when Big Show jumped and came up through the thing and... Did the whole slam in Stone Cold Steve Austin through the cage. I remember thinking this was like the greatest moment in pro wrestling history ever. Like, I was seriously popped. I absolutely loved it. That was a Valentine's Day in wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Which is such a good thing to have. I, I don't know why if they've never had a Valentine's Day on a Sunday they've not done another one of those because it's such a great gimmick for a pay-per-view. I know what you're saying. Uh, if you actually know what the reference... Do you know what it refers <laughs> yes. to? Yes. The the big murder from the mobs and stuff. That's not very PG. Mm. So the point being, yes, they did waste in. Because post this debut, uh, I think they maybe realized that he wasn't as good on the mic as they hoped he would be, for example. yeah, And I think for Vince, that's more important than in-ring talent or size or anything. But this, I think since Andre left slash passed away from WWE, WF i think vince was always looking for that next guy yeah i think he maybe had it in sid in luga uh, yokozuna people like this yeah but this is really the first guy he's ever had that could have been that andre for him he could have been used to be a marquee like andre was yeah but i, I... mean he did become a huge star and he was a marquee kind of character you know yeah but he was obviously he's, he was never going to be andre level and i think with the continual flipping no one could take him seriously Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem, is they kept changing his character over and over again. I think that's maybe because he didn't have a strongly developed character at any point, really. Well, really, other than I'm seven foot tall, what was his character? So, Kurt Henning is backstage at the WCW website desk that Conan was at earlier. Uh, He puts over that he can beat Goldberg. (laughs) Yeah, good luck, mate. (laughs) Especially six days after he's won the big gold belt. Exactly. the NWO WCW title. So we jump to uh, Jericho and Malenko actually has a video package for their match, yep. which is nice because there was <laughs> none for any of the other ones. Nope, not at so. all. There's also an Ultimo Dragon sighting in this package. And I'm like, yes, yeah. Ultimo with like the 15 belts and stuff because New w- Japan. I, I always, mean, um, what's it called? The Super Juniors or whatever? Yeah. I will always remember Ultimo Dragon for WrestleMania 20. Ultimo Dragon ran out onto the stage and slipped over during his entrance. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And at that stage, Vince, Vince McMahon was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Ultimate Dragon stopped being used oh, that's a shame which is a real shame because he could have been brilliant for their cruiser division uh, I'm not sure if this is a cruiserweight championship match at this point it's, uh, because it's- no one really announces anything and well, we've got Jericho versus a mystery opponent. Well, they did say earlier in the evening that he's going to have to defend his belt. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. So so it's so, it's, it's I mean, on. Again, this is one of my complaints to WCW is that they're not slapping you in the face enough with the information you need. Yeah. Like, there might have been a comment, like, but you've got to really pay attention to As make said, sure. If you're catering to a casual fan buying a pay-per-view who saw this big, massive 40,000 arena, you want to have your stories front and center, don't you? So they can pick it up and go through. I've got to be honest. I watched this pay-per-view very casually because it wasn't <laughs> piquing my interest in a great deal. So, I don't know. Uh Jericho has a top hat and a cane for some reason. I've no idea why. Apparently he's gonna come out and do like a dance or something. Good look. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um Did I- you notice something about Jericho's music? What well, on the On the Network, network. Yeah, yeah. They changed his music. Yeah. It wasn't the uh even the the um What's the band? He's Pearl Jam rip off yeah. music, didn't he? Yeah. They changed a lot of the music. and yeah. it's a shame because it was generic rip offs. It wasn't actually Playing the, the core progression music. for Nirvana backwards for DDP yeah, and exactly. Raven as well. Yeah, yeah. Not sure you can get away with that. Uh, But they changed loads of people's music for this. Uh, I kind of wish that I'd gone and found, like, you know, a dodgy copy of the original. Did you notice the guy in the front row wearing a DX t shirt? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A bright blue DX t shirt. I never saw those back in the day. Probably got a free ticket to get in. Oh, nightmare. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, like, who at Ringside is not going that guy? Give him a free t shirt just so he can put that over his DX one. Considering they were taking away Becky Lynch signs at Hell in a Cell. The fact that the, this guy front and center on your main rivals faction. <laughs> yeah. That was not a but good just look go scab show scab In their front row opposite the hard camera with DX advertised all over it. But again, who's producing at this time? No one.
1: Yeah. I People are that's that's just problem, phoning it in, it in, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Jericho talks with Jojo. Yep. All right, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's this guy's name? I've forgotten. It's the JJ guy. JJ Dillon. Thank you very much. It's uh, JJ Dillon of the Four Horsemen, awesome, isn't it? Uh, he says he'll wrestle a local jobber. Uh, and it is definitely still a no-disqualification match. Hang on. When was this an ODQ match? Yeah, exactly. Did they announce that earlier? Oh, no. He asked for it to be a no-DQ match. Okay. He said he wants to wrestle a local jobber, but only if it's an ODQ match. Oh, okay. Right. Again, this is so pretentious and so just like, can you just make this more obvious, please? So like, it's a good thing we both watch this because there are things, as you said, watching this pay-for-you quite casually. There are bits you've picked up that I definitely missed. <laughs> so it's good that collectively we might be able to get through this. I mean, is that not the massive problem with WCW? Well, we're halfway through and my interest in this whole pay-per-view was more, (laughs) oh my God, what have I done? In fact, I even thought to myself, at least I was watching AAA and I thought it was awful, but at least I could watch it. Okay. I'm watching this pay-per-view and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'd rather be watching AAA. (laughs) So... (laughs) Wow, that's quite a statement. (laughs) So you picked this one, right? Yeah. And so I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, thinking, oh, well, something good's going to come up. And when Rey Mysterio comes out from the back here, I was like, oh, awesome. It's like pre-injuries Rey Mysterio. And he's still quite young and agile. (laughs) Rey Mysterio, who was coming back from an injury. Yeah, true. But it's still like, he hasn't got his massive back injuries at this point. I imagine. He hasn't jacked up. Because there was a time when I remember Ray being interviewed for WWE and saying that he couldn't back bump anymore. Yeah. And like being like, ah oh, that's a problem if you're a luchador because or <laughs> sensible wrestling no i can't bump mate yeah don't worry big show can't bump just punch me it i'll was, sell it he was kind of in his prime for WWE at this point as well and you're like <laughs> uh you're main of any pay-per-views and you can't back bump um yeah not sure that's gonna work but thank god he seems to have got himself in shape and yeah he looks Mexico great over. now all right so basically we have a cruiserweight championship match uh, it's a no disqualification match between chris jericho and Rey mysterio if i saw this on paper for 1998, absolutely stoked. Killer match. Killer wrestlers. This should be amazing. I am going to say... Pick one word out what you should send them. This should. Should is the word that you should pay attention to there. In my notes, I've started because I, again, I wrote quite a few notes for this because it was so dire. I wanted to go into it and I've put things in bold that I really want to say. And only in this match, there's only one bit of bold writing, which is they fight up to the lifeguard stand in the entrance. And Shivani tries to sell falling in sand as bothersome. <laughs> he says it's a soft landing, but it must be irritating. <laughs> <laughs> like, For fuck's sake, Shivani? Yes, nailed it, mate. Oh, so bad. I will say I love uh, Ray in the pink and lime green. Yeah, it's it a good look. It looks really, really cool. Like, really, really feisty. Kind of early Joker, Harley Quinn-esque. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really cool. Um, the best bit is them fighting on the entrance beach, as you say. Yeah. Do you like how I refer it? It an entrance beach. The entrance <laughs> beach, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a top top rope power slam by Jericho that I was like, oh, that's that's a, a big tasty. move for this time, especially yeah. with the guy that's coming back from injuries and stuff. Maybe that's not the best thing to be doing with uh, Ray at this point. Um, Jericho goes after Ray's knee, because um, it's the thing he injured that's previously. E3, yep. So classic storytelling. No problem with that at all. Uh, Jericho goes for the lion tamer. Malenko comes out. Ray rolls up Jericho. One, two, three. Ray Mysterio is your new cruiserweight champion. Hooray, Mysterio. What a shame this wasn't a better match. Six minutes wasted of brawling Six in the beach. Six minutes yeah. of Jericho and Rey Mysterio when you've got like half an hour left on the pay-per-view. As as I said, you've got Rodman, you've got Malone, you've got Hogan <sighs> and that guy who drove a limo once at WrestleMania. So terrible. Like, this it, is a real yeah. shame. Think and about how good Jericho is at this point. Yeah. Like his promos, his in ring work, everything about him, he is the very best. This is just after I think the thousand and four promo. Yeah. Thousand and four booze promo. Like Rey Mysterio and the, like the height of his career. Let's be honest, around this time of time, next few years, like really is yeah. when he like becomes the top dog around. Before there. he becomes demasked, exactly. Oh, that was a bad mistake as well. Do you think again for one of my topics of discussion? Mm-hmm. Bah 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 bah. Do you want themed music for this? No. <laughs> I'll give you a fan, like a fanfare, if you want. No, thank you. All right. <laughs> Do you think WCW would have lasted longer had it kept or pushed the new stars? Or do you think that from a business standpoint, it was run so badly backstage that it wouldn't have mattered who was on their roster, they would have gone under? I can say right now, there's uh, Guerrero, Jericho, let's be honest, Benoit, Booker T, Raven, Rey Mysterio, Chavo sharp <laughs> are all guys in this card that are main event worthy yes very much they could definitely be at least kind of like contenders for the belts at this point the fact that they gave Kurt Henning a shot at Goldberg I thought was like very revolutionary for WCW the fact that this isn't like Hogan, Nash, Hall, one of those boys yeah. you know is um it's, it's different at least they're trying something a bit different. But you know it's just uh, people jobbing for Goldberg at this point. Yeah. And we know all those names I mentioned. They're not the guys that are going to job for Goldberg every week. When no, out, Week in, week out. Not at all. So do you think that while these guys were good wrestlers, had they been used properly, do you think WCW, especially at this time period, it was taking a bit of a downturn on buy rate and backstage politics, do you think anything could have saved it? Tell me Scott Hall and Jericho headlining pay-per-views wouldn't have sold... More buy rates. Scott Hall is your cool as hell face from the big faction. Obviously, like a, a hel- healthy Scott Hall. Jericho is sneaky horrible heel, you know. But they would have had to build them. Yeah. So again, who well, do you book? Who do you book Jericho against for the belt? Booker T. Booker T. or Jeff Jarrett. Booker T. beats Hogan. Maybe. Mm. Mm. Hogan wouldn't allow that. But I'm saying, like you know, if we had creative control, which oh, they didn't, creative control. Well, they they, in fairness, you know, he does stupid things. But that Russo did try. He tried to push Jared. He tried to push Booker T. He tried it's, to push it's, Kidman. It's years after this, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. That it, it's already it's already downhill. Yeah. The, the, the problem is that <laughs> they've reached a peak and they're like just rolling off the tip of the cliff yeah. as they've given Goldberg the belt already, and you're like, that's it. That's your fulcrum point. You can't do anything more with Goldberg. The chase is over. He's got the belt. I think personally, from a business standpoint, uh, for, for my view of my question, I think the problem for WCW was that where they had all these big money contracts, if they basically told everyone to go home, unfortunately, they wouldn't have had any money to invest in new talent. And then they would have needed to get the new talent to, they would want to pay the new talent. Because obviously, they've made these guys bigger stars. At that time, Vincent has got more money; can offer them more money. Yes, they've got a big—they, you know—they had the AOL Time Warner deal to take them. But I feel that due to poor management and not controlling Bischoff for those last few years, when they had the AOL Time Warner deal, I think it couldn't have mattered who you put in that company. I still think it would have folded. Yeah, maybe. It's I think. They had the potential to survive, but I think they would have needed to have changed the end of that NWO booking. Around this time is when they needed to really switch it up to compete. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the big things that held them back as well uh, was the lack of 14 plus verbiage and stuff. Yeah. Because they were very much kid friendly still in terms of how they were saying stuff. Uh, I've just realized who they need to book as a more prominent star. Scott Steiner. Yes. Scott Steiner at this time was terrifying. Yeah. If you'd have made him super heel guy against Goldberg, like I know they do it eventually, but it's it's a lot, quite a bit later in it's, their careers. It's too late. Yeah. Do it. God damn, they had so much potential. Big pop-up Pump is your hook up. Indeed, Holla! Yeah. So, hang yeah. If you hear me. We've got a little bit on the end of this Rey Mysterio-Chris Jericho match where Malenko chases Jericho to the back and Arn Anderson literally sees Jericho <laughs> yeah. as Malenko comes up and beats him. Like, literally, Malenko hits him, like, two or three times and they cut back to the ring and that's it. We don't even get to see Jericho and Malenko brawling away at the back at all. They it's say- like, have they not got enough time in this pay-per-view spare? Like, at the end, <laughs> or we could just show jericho and malenko for like two minutes maybe. due to cutbacks it was a cabled camera so if they go around the corner we can't oh <laughs> uh, we can't get him get the wide angle boys <laughs> we'll get him in, don't worry. Oh, oh it's very dude. very silly so next up we've got a tv championship match of brett harr against T. how good does booker look at this point yeah brilliant i thought again when looking down this on, on paper i thought this will be an absolute brilliant match this is brett trying to make himself in wcw this is a upcoming Booker T with a point to prove he's out of Harlem Heat. He's going into singles action. I thought this could be a very good test as well for Booker against Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been. Should've Should have been. Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda probably sums up this pay-per-view. So Booker is super over at this point. Brett's kind of playing the NWO heel sort of character. Should have never joined the NWO. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Um, Brett is beyond his prime at this point. Definitely, and he's been booked as a heel for the last few years. Had the Montreal screw job in WWE, WF, whatever. Um, so you can tell that he knows he kind of can't be the face that he should have been, maybe. Yeah. Um, never should have been heel, let's be honest no. about it. As much as, yes, um, I don't agree with Brett not putting over Sean when he should have and all this sort of stuff. It was a weird time for pro wrestling, and there was lots of competition and like lots of yeah. heat with, with heat in the business generally. He is past his best at this definitely. point, but he's still so technically sound in the ring. Like he is agile, he's technical, he knows how to work a match. You know, even as a heel, when it doesn't feel natural for him at all to me, he still does a really good job. Yeah, of Yeah, definitely. Um, the finish of this match comes with ax, and there's an axe The finish of the match comes with Booker doing an axe kick, a spinner Rooney, and a top rope missile drop kick. God damn, Booker's good at this point for his like size as well. Uh, Brett gets his foot on the ropes, though, and goes for the pin. Oh, yep. uh, Brett wipes out Booker with a chair as Booker kind of jumps to the outside and we get the disqualification nice straight away. Yep. I can understand why. Let's continue this story. It's fine. We know we've got two more matches to come, at least two more matches, yeah. I think, at this point. Well, should this maybe have main evented? Not for their buy rate. No? I, I understand why WCW had what they had um, and the, light, the layout of the card. The thing is, right, people have bought the pay-per-view knowing that Carmelo Malone and Rodman and DDP and Hogan are in this match, right? So if you put this match here, it gives them all a bit of leeway to be a bit shit because they're not professional wrestlers. But then if it's only the basketball fans who have done it and the holidays, keep your eyes on your product and maybe get them to enjoy the show. Because, again, one would imagine WCW thought, we're going to get them in for three hours. They're going to sit down. They're going to watch our product. We'll give them the basketballers at the end. They're going to have a lovely evening. They're going to watch Nitro tomorrow night and had they oh, may i think that's wishful thinking well, no, but and, they're still and, wrestling fans <laughs> yeah but then you think that if you put this basketball match in the middle of the card basketball match middle like third from last it's still pretty high it's yeah, still, but still like you know it's not it, a dead spot by any means if you think let's say half a million people tuned in to watch rodman and malone wrestle yeah you'd then have the end of the pay-per-view being watched by heart like Third, two thirds of your buy rate staff who, who already Dude, know you who the you spent this much money on a pay you, why would you start watching it because, because it's because- been shit so far <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point and, okay and, uh, uh, big- maybe it's just because once I've spent that when I, once I've started watching a show I will just complete it no matter how bad it is sort of thing because I, I'm a wrestling fan I, I would turn off I mean if I'm honest I wanted to turn this off I did get to that point. I may have skipped a little bit of the last match. I'm going to be totally honest. That's right. I've got the last match down. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I mean, I would have put uh, the tag match here with the two basketball players. I then would have had Booker and Hart tell this story for 20 minutes rather than like, do you know how long this went? Uh, The time limit on this match went... Eight minutes and 15 I, sa- I was going to say it felt like under 10, and that's yeah. disastrous when you think yeah. you've got Booker T and Bret Hart, yeah. like still kind of just in their primes. Like, they're definitely capable of going 20 minutes. Like, I, I wonder whether they're phoning this in deliberately because there was just like, no oh, we match don't care We're still until getting there. I the main event that was over 15 minutes. Yeah. But then you have Goldberg and Henning in the main event. Goldberg obviously squashes him, send everyone home happy. Again, I still don't think that you, I mean, again, I think it worked with Goldberg when he was back with Brock. And I think having Goldberg in six minute squashes because that's what he could do, yeah. fine. But oh my god, even no, I just, no, <laughs> you just not like having it at all. I I I, <laughs> I I I still think that the purpose of your pay per view, that's that's the main selling point of your pay per view. So that should be the main thing. That should be the main event. Okay. As as I still, it's not like putting Mayweather and Big Show in your main event. But that wasn't the main thing on that year. I think a lot of people bought it for that. There were casual fans that wouldn't be buying it anyway. True, true. Because it's Floyd Mayweather. Like he sells pay per views. Like that is just known. You know. But also, you've got the freak of nature. So you've got like a tiny little boxer, seven foot four, five hundred and nineteen pound <laughs> man per. <laughs> WCW. I yep. love pro wrestling so much. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I've, the the booking didn't make sense, and I'm always very much, unless you've got a very very good story. Your world title should be the focus of your top stars. I mean, for example, when WWE go back to Saudi Arabia for the crown jewel. Like yeah. <sighs> Please don't remind me. <laughs> go on. They've got a World Cup tournament. Okay, right. To crown the best in the world. Yeah, the best in the world isn't your three guys fighting for the universal title. Of course it's not, yeah. Uh, which was in the least. Where's Braun's green belt? He won. <laughs> In Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'm just going to not have an opinion at this point. Let's carry on. Uh, so, uh, Brett attacks Booker's knee after the match with the chair. Uh, he does the figure four around the post, which is pretty nice. awesome. I love that spot. Brett also flips off the ref at this point, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like, it's meant to be kid-friendly, mate. Cheers, Survivor <laughs> Series. I'd say Warner, Warner, Warner. Like, you're not meant to flip him off. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm literally genuinely thinking, where is Stevie Ray at this point? And then about a minute or two later, the commentator is going, where's Stevie Ray? And I'm like, Oh, for God's sake, am I ahead of you, even though I haven't watched <laughs> yeah. the upcoming of this? Uh, Stevie Ray strolls down to the ring and strolls off brett rather than running him off because oh he's God. not running uh i don't get this did you get the storyline no i guess oh i'm gonna help my harlem heat brother right but he's disappointed with booker somehow or something yeah oh, you, you 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 hold you retained your belt am oh, i'm really angry at you is it jealousy are they breaking yeah, up I, harlem heat well i think i think so at this stage because booker has got the singles title and they're doing the classic sean marty oh who's gonna go further yeah evidently not stevie ray I think everyone realized it wasn't going to be Stevie Ray at this point because such a superstar and it's a shame he's not immediately put in the title picture, to be honest. So you get a video package of Goldberg beating Hogan for the World Heavyweight Championship on Nitro and we cut to Michael Buffer in the ring wearing a white tuxedo. Uh, What do you think of Michael Buffer? Because they were paying him a buttload of money to be on each of these shows. It was something crazy like 20,000 every night he was on to stand there and introduce these And I assume he got double money because he got to do the... uh We've got two matches, two left. main events in this fucking two main events. Suck my dick. What? Well, as I said, at the beginning, you had Kurt Henning come out. Bloody love Kurt Henning. Very low key entrance. Uh, announcement by Michael Buffer until Goldberg comes along and Michael Buffer's basically having to fill. <laughs> what I also enjoy, the fact is that Tony Schiavone had to get over on commentary Oh, I'm back from uh, Goldberg's football days. He smashes his head into a locker. You can tell he's bleeding. Yeah, because blatantly he's done it backstage in the, the, the little yeah. promo earlier where they show Goldberg and he smashes his head into a locker. But lately didn't ma- mean to make himself bleed because he's no. got a nice little dent on his forehead <laughs> where he's bleeding out. And then Heenan also goes, but didn't he normally do that he was wearing a helmet he was playing football? And Shavani <laughs> goes... <laughs> <I like laughs> yeah, it. but he's still used to it to get, in the, get his game face up. <laughs> Again, like no selling heenan's commentary and stuff like come on play with it at least have some fun like this is wcw no one cares the first thing i noticed one of the first big moves that goldberg did is mr perfect kurt Henning overselling like a son of a gun yeah he's great he's absolutely outstanding like we know he had a bit of a drug problem as well at this point yeah or at least previous to this point. i don't know like but um <laughs> you can kind of tell he's again doesn't really care he's getting paid he's gonna have to take a few bumps but that's about it you know yeah and again smart putting him in with goldberg because he was a safe hand classic mid carter, getting jobbed chops chops kick punch struggling the corner jackhammer sorry spear jack i say spear jackhammer come on man sorry. you've seen these matches before <laughs> spear jackhammer goldberg wins one two three and i will say goldberg is super over oh yeah like, i don't i don't disagree with how they put this i i like you said earlier about Mr. Perfect, sorry, Kurt Henning being involved in a title match, it's a brave thing to do with other people on the card, but I guarantee you had they not had Rodman or Malone, Henning would be nowhere near the world title. Yeah, pretty much because you'd have either Hogan or Nash or someone in this match yeah. with Goldberg, you know. Well, actually, no, it'd be someone jobbing probably. Maybe so DDP being able to like, yeah, play it could be. or someone like that. Who knows? But-, but yeah, but don't blink, kids. This match is over before it's even started, yeah, really. Yeah, another six-minute match. Yeah, but I have no problem with them putting over Goldberg like this. It's what was getting them attention and money yeah. and such. But again, this is, this is his plateau. This is the height of his point. Like, there's only one thing they can do now is he either holds onto the belt for a very long time, eventually loses it, what the fuck else is he going to do again? Have him chase again? It's not going to be as interesting. Yeah, because this is what happened, wasn't it? They went up to Starcade, and this is where you had the shock stick from um, Scott Hall joining Wolfpack, which was like such a shoddy finish. Yeah, bad booking. And this must have been the time, because obviously Nash booked it. So Nash booked himself to beat Goldberg. How soon after was this? Uh, So this would have been five months after this event. Okay, so, yeah, it probably was Nash booking, at least having some involvement in the booking. Like, Nash has done interviews where he said he never booked WCW properly. Yeah. Like, he never had the control he wanted to. And I can understand why he would say that. But <laughs> when it's him and Goldberg, I'm pretty sure he's got the influence here. Yeah. Oh, I'm going over. And I'll get Scott Hall in the main event to hit you with a security guard with a shock stick and yeah. then up in you after you've been electrocuted. You can understand the theory, but, like, you've got one thing carrying the company at this point. And that's Goldberg is your champion. And yeah. Five months? I would have made this last couple of years even. Yeah. Make it. And because then whoever beats him. Wow. At least he's also got a chance to hopefully be a better wrestler at this point. As yeah, well. exactly. He's, he, his gimmick's over and he can do some cool shit, but he can't sell at all. And then the heel Goldberg, when he injured himself, smashing the window of a car and they like severed veins and stuff like what that. What are they playing at? Yeah. That was dickhead, a disaster. Ruined yeah, it. Absolutely terrible. So that, that was our, what could have been the main event. But again, I think that they put it here because they knew that. Perfect to go as long as he wanted, but Goldberg could maybe go 10. Yeah, if that. Because there's nothing more interesting about it. Apparently, this is win 112 for Goldberg. I think he got 10 wins this week, maybe? (laughs) Like, they just added on that number? I noticed they slowed (laughs) it down because I think he got to 136 before he lost. Right, okay. Which so is- they stopped doing that. Oh, he's won twenty whip matches on like yeah. you know, house shows this week. So we get another video package for the main event. Uh, it's it's pretty terrible. The graphics are absolutely disastrous. Also, you can get not a really featuring crappy transition. any NBA footage. Uh, well, I doubt they had the rights or even. Well, that's the thing though. If you're gonna get them in, I know obviously you want to maybe distance yourself from these are wrestlers now, not basketball players. But if you had basically Rodman and Malone in the final, yeah, in the NBA finals, which were I think like one or two months prior to this, where they beat the Jazz again. Mm -hmm. So I think it was two years in a row that the Bulls beat Jazz in the finals. Yeah, the Bulls were quite good at this time period, if you didn't know. They won pretty much everything. Scotty Pippen. They had Scotty Pippen. They had Dennis Rodman. But more importantly, they had Michael Jordan, who would just go win matches by himself. He was that good. I don't think basketball's ever heard of that guy. (laughs) What's he ever done? (laughs) These kids nowadays, they might not even know who Michael Jordan is, you know? Kobe Bryant, yeah? (laughs) So we've got Hogan and Dennis Rodman with... The disciple. disciple Brutus Beefcake. Not Brutus Beefcake. Sorry, Thank sorry. you very much. To be fair, this just transformation. I don't remember realizing it was Brutus the first time he came out. Yeah, he's done well to shake that. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. But uh, I've written him down as Brutus the not so much Barber Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. This guy couldn't get patched in in DOA. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tons of anarchy touch, you know? Yeah. Uh, versus Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone. If you don't know who Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman are, they're basketball players. It's really simple they're on opposite teams carl malone obviously wants to be a pro wrestler and has desired to do it i think they got rodman in on a whim because he doesn't seem to care very much he's not very good in the ring But he did go on to to the finals of Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling with him and Screech in the final. That wasn't a work, obviously. Definitely not. (laughs) Michael Buffer earning his money uh, announces that both DDP and Malone don't affiliate themselves with any organization. So clearly, WCW and the Jazz mean nothing. Oh, interesting. Strange. I didn't know that. That's a weird one. Um, WWE production, this is not. It's it's shoddy. Awful. God awful. It's really quite bad. Uh... Rodman really needs to l- learn where the hard camera is because he does <laughs> yeah. his whole Wolfpack sign thing, but like to the crowd on the other side, they're yeah. like, dude, turn around, hard cam's over here. Like We could have got a really cool like moment there, but you didn't get it. People were saying uh, through some of the reviews of this show that Cole Malone really went at it and trained really hard to be a wrestler. He's even got matching gear with yeah. DDP and stuff. And you know? Dennis Rodman didn't even take off his do-rag. Yeah, I about to say, he's fixing his do-rag more than he's wrestling yeah. at this point. Uh, I really enjoy the whole feel the bang that DDP and Carmelo Malone do on the yeah. entranceway. Oh, I popped pretty hard for that. Like th- there's not much that popped me in this show but that definitely yeah, did. It was, like, it was good. The fact that they got matching gear and that he's obviously trained quite hard. Yeah, he's done well I think. Yeah, I think Carmelo Malone is actually impressive. I don't know why he didn't stick around so much. Probably for got so much money he doesn't need to. Pr- probably the NFL con- con- with Kevin Green. So like the NBA basically went no wrestling con- clause. Come right, on. okay. Yeah, probably. I, thought, but- I, th- I assumed he was kind of retired by this point but was he still in the height of his career? I don't know because He's going to the NBA finals Well they they played each other in the finals Yeah So I wonder if it was either his swan song But yeah You could definitely tell the difference between someone who put the effort in to not look stupid and Dennis Rodman Yeah pretty much So we get Carmelo Malone and Red um, And Redman red Redman red <laughs> yeah, That'd be amazing M-E-T-H-O-D, Man. <laughs> I don't know why I went Method rather than Red but I don't know when really we read songs. of Man songs yeah. okay, so Shout God. out to Amazing Red <laughs> How many Reds are we going to drop in it? Uh Red Rooster. Cu- oh, fuck off. <laughs> so uh Malone and Rodman start for some god knows reason and immediately get you both suck chance from the crowd. That's a bit of a shame. <laughs> uh Rodman won't engage, he's doing the cowardly heel tactic. Yeah, fair enough. Well Rodman stuck around after this. Quite I know a he was lot. on quite a bit of WCW stuff. He yeah. wasn't wrestling so much, was he? He had a singles match at a Hog Wild against I can't remember it was against I watched it and I was like, this is I think it might have oh, was it Ernest Miller? No, it can't have been. Well, I do if it was against DDP. Miller and DDP could both work with him if they wanted to. Yeah. They're both pretty talented guys, and they could work around Rodman's weaknesses as such. Rodman's weaknesses, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> when I well, see every Rod- time he does a shoulder block, he falls over, you right. mean? When like- I see Rodman, I think I can main event at WCW pay-per-view. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you probably could. You've had training, mate. More than Rodman's had. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so there's lots of stalling. There's lots of rest holds. Uh, Malone slams Hogan pretty early, which is kind of cool. Like I like, I yeah. I like that. That was fun excellent execution um, as well good form lift him up protects him as he goes down excellent is maybe exaggerating a little for a basketball player to lift yeah, up a 300 yeah. pound man probably better than I could do it immediately but yeah he knows give it a go <laughs> watching enough wrestling I could probably work it out <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will save some of these gems for when Mr. Wicked comes on but obviously as a owner of promotion he has some really special emails So one the game's going to play with you is fake or real email uh, okay and one of the emails that came <laughs> one of the emails that came into him was basically a kid who clearly didn't bother looking at the website as to where the training school is. Yeah. Um so the first thing was, you know, I'd really be interested to come and train with you, blah, 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 blah. So Mr Wicked responded by saying, No, it's really great, we're based here, you know, let us know and he was like, I live in here. How am I supposed to get there? <laughs> For fuck's sake. And and Mr Wicked's response was well maybe drive get a train or cycle and he responded by, by, by saying no no it's too far away and they got another message going i know all the moves <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as good as that <coughs> it finished off, i know all the moves and the next message came along like, even submissions oh my lord <laughs> jesus so there's boring chance for ddp and uh, red man <laughs> <laughs> Rodman Uh, they spit at each other which I always think is kind of gross I wish people wouldn't do that Uh, Rodman does an arm drag it's actually not too bad that's probably one of the best things he does in the whole match yeah but in fairness it's who's selling it yeah, exactly. And then this gets really, really messy. This is awful. There's missed spots. There's bad timing. The tags don't seem to make sense. There's there's very little psychology. They're just trying to get through these like 10, 15 minutes this or whatever it is. is what indie wrestling was in the early 2000s. Yeah. Because you had people who would say, I can work. And then promoters would look at their like MySpace or something. They have a lot of followers and they go, oh, maybe we can sell some tickets. And you have two or three people in that card who didn't know what the f- the hell they were doing yeah and it would just look like this like really bad like shoddy elbow drops clotheslines lines where they basically try and lift their arms over their heads and stuff like that no it's awful we've all seen a bad wrestling match where the guys have lost track of where they're meant to be going what they're meant to be doing and in the main event of one of your bigger pay-per-views like this was uh... match two of an nwa uk hammerlock show at the Stuart center in ashford level of crap you say so mate um, Hogan and Rodman kind of take over the match. Obviously, they're the heels, so they beat down Carmelo. Carmelo does a pretty good job of selling here. Yeah, like not he's bad, not terrible at all. DDP does DDP stuff. He's he's outstanding. Really, really good at this time. Um, never one of my favorite wrestlers, but can work. Yeah, definitely. Compared to these two basketball players and Hogan, less than agile Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> eventually, we get a hot tag to Malone. Diamond cutters by DDP. Diamond cutter by Malone. The disciple in. Gives DDP a stone-cold stunner. How dare you, sir? Um, then he drags Hogan over to DDP for the 1-2-3, and Hogan and Rodman win, because Hogan don't do the job, mate. I don't know no. if you knew this. No, not at all. Fuck's sake. You've got two faces completely over. You're dog-shite, mate. You can't really wrestle, and you that can barely wrestle, even though you're a superstar, <laughs> and you still have to fucking win, you piece of shit. So we like Hogan here, Yeah, yeah. I've never been a fan. Like I used to kind well, we, of we said this stuff on like on the, back preview, in the day. wasn't it? It was Warrior over Hogan, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Us? I was always Rogan and Savage. I'm Rogan. <laughs> 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 I was, always- I was- I'm getting confused now. I was always macho and uh, Ultimate Warrior rather yeah. than Hogan. Yeah. Every time. Um, and that, and then other than we said that's the end of the match. Then we had a lot of pageantry to the crowd for about ten minutes at the end of this pay per view. We- and th- the pay per view th- finished. Going back to the three commentators, going. This is what's happened. See you tomorrow night on Nitro. If I'd watch that live, no, you bloody wouldn't, mate. This match finishes about two and a half hours since they started. Yeah, they're meant to be filling three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so um the awkwardness at the end when the, all the NWO Hollywood are around the camera and they're like, they're all trying to be like, cut a promo, cut a promo, say, and yeah. then like Rodman's out of character. It's like, yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And like, then Scott Steiner like comes out. is like, yeah, I've got muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, just disappear. Bischoff's barely gone. Get out there. Get out there. Do something. Put them over. Make them stars, you know? And uh, Shivani trying to put it over going, oh, and DDP always leads through the crowd. It's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> so, God, I love it. Uh, we've also forgotten that Malone gives Brutus and Charles Robinson diamond cutters yeah. as well, which I guess is Cheers, just, little H. It, It's 98. Yeah. You can do healy things like this and still get over. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, they also throw in some slow motion clips of... Terrible wrestling from the main oh, event. uh The commentators God. then take ages stalling, trying to say goodbye. They get kind of like three or four minutes extra out of this, but this pay-per-view finishes about two hours thirty-seven minutes. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's that's God. not that's, quality. That, that's December to for. dismember, right there. Isn't yeah, it? it's not good. um A few little notes about the pay-per-view. Uh, music, <laughs> firstly, uh, I missed all the the crappy WCW yeah. ripoffs. I wish they'd left them in. Instead, we got you know Chris Jericho would break the walls down we got Raven with some generic music. we got Rey Mysterio with generic music. And that's uh, like, nah, it's, Aw, not. Aw, it's a real shame. I think we need to go and find, next time we do WCW, like the old. Yeah, we'd have to broadcast. go for the original broadcast without a shadow of a doubt. I'm sure we can find it. The production is unbelievably bad at times. For the amount of money they've got in that company and resources, it's, I. and again, I know Bischoff, when he took over WCW, was very much down on cutting back on production and cost cutting. Right. It's just pointless. I think it comes from the late booking, so they've got no time to get these packages made for people. Yeah, but again, it's as you said, it's even when Russo was booking during the Attitude Era, there was always a long-term booking plan. Mm. There is no long-term booking in WCW at this time no, because it was really it, it was shotgun booking. Yep, it was whoever had control or wanted to do something would get to do it, regardless of any long long-running storyline. Which is a shame because I, as you said, I was always a WWF WWE FWWE guy. I would occasionally switch over and watch Nitro when I was watching Wrestling on a Friday night. Yep, during the adverts, flick over, see what was there, see if it it could keep your attention. Yeah, and it never did. Unless it was like, you know, Eddie in a really, really good match against Ray or something like that, you know. Occasionally it would hold my attention. But then I I look, especially now at the production values, and again watching some old WWF pay-per-views. God, no wonder why. It, It made WCW look like an indie. There are better shows that I've watched recently of WCW that I really enjoyed. I said I like all the stuff they did at Sturges because I think just the atmosphere there is really good and quite fun. I think a lot of the stuff in the early NWO was really interesting. As you said, when we had a lot more jumping, who's going to join the NWO, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. Yeah, that was my favorite moments of this time period in general. But this is definitely, this is where it's going down because this is obviously when we're going to have Leno come in as well. And again, from a marketing standpoint, having Bishop and Hogan take over Leno's show and kick him out of his own TV studio, Mm -hmm. great. But one cornflake for me, this pay-per-view. One. (laughs) And that's only for Rey Mysterio's attire. I will say my biggest positive from here, that was actually really good. My my biggest positive from this whole show was the theming. Like the whole bash at the beach with the beach at the beginning. They got the the bouncy balls looked a bit cheesy in the transitions and such, and they disappeared after like three or four transitions. I don't know if you noticed that. That's because someone had clocked off. (laughs) I just forgot about (laughs) You press that button as they went to the next camera, you know? No, because he was a bit like, well, I finish at nine. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, there there was some good parts to it. It felt brilliantly cheesy and silly at points, but it's the the wrestling part, the actual booking and the storylines and stuff that is... Terrible, like it's disastrous. Yeah. Like, I remember watching WCW a bit in this time period and enjoying it. Like, I like Scott Steiner and like Booker. I like. um well, so You've got all you've got people like Jericho. You've got DDP. You've got yeah. There are great Raven, guys yeah. here, guys that keep your attention. But if you can't keep that going and there's no story or motivation behind any of it, like, yeah. well, how long are you going to keep this going for? You know, I gave Triple A two cornflakes. I gave this one. I would say that so far the pods. Because, and the only reason I would rate triple A above this is because I had no expectations with triple A I had no real experience of most of the wrestlers, and it was terrible in a fun way triple a triple A yeah, I was watching it was like, this is ludicrous, whereas I'm watching this going, this has angered me, it's depressing, yeah, and I also don't think it helps obviously I've had quite a, we've had some good shows we watched recently. I've had a great weekend at SCPW. into <laughs> this crap. <laughs> I, I rewatched. watched uh, We're Gonna Need a Bigger Room in Brixton on oh, okay. the first show we went to together as wrestling friends. We've we both made a mistake here because I watched uh, the latest New Japan show before watching this. Oh, man, The comparison was like... Oh, my God. Like, New Japan has, like, no production. It's really, really basic and to the point. And still better than WCW with multi-million, zillion-pound budgets. Because the narratives are there. Like, I don't need all the crazy crap, to be totally honest. Maybe it's a time difference as well. Like, they're more focused on pyro and nonsense and gear yeah. and stuff than they are on the actual wrestling. Like, their staging is so well-developed. It looks amazing because they know it's going to be in photos, that's going to be in promo stuff, all this sort of thing. Like, they've got some elements that they know they need to do right it's, it's having a root in professional wrestling that they don't have, and that's their biggest problem. Yeah, I agree. it's because Bischoff isn't a wrestling guy. Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, absolutely. And he changed the business. A lot of people say Vincent Mann changed business. No, Bischoff changed the business by increasing pay per views by getting that on that prime time on um, was it TNN or CBS? Can't remember. I'm trying to remember what the uh, TNT. The, the TNT. That was it, and. Yeah, that changed the business. Vincent McMahon's taken the ball and run with it, so he basically took a good idea and made it better. Without Bischoff, we would have probably better pay-per-views, but I don't think the industry would be anywhere near it is. Yeah. So, WCW, we've got some things to be thankful for. Bischoff, good. The Cruiserweights coming across and having mainstream exposure in North America, good. But this show overall, dross. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately. Very little positive to say. I wouldn't even recommend it to anyone as a joke. It's just really no, terrible. No, Triple A, watch it as a joke. This, th- yeah. Yeah. Go and find uh, Halloween Havoc with Ray and Eddie on it if you want to watch the WCW. Yeah. That's a great match. It's a classic. Or anything where they like, give Malenko more than 10 minutes. Yep. For today, yes! we're going to play a different game. Amazing. Uh, we're going to play a fa- fairly simple one because I just want to try this and see if it works. <laughs> okay. We're going to do uh, WWE Heavyweight Championship Combined Days of Champions Higher or Lower. Okay. Okay, so that's all you have to do. You yeah. have to get five correct answers. Okay. How many, out of how many? Um As so many as you go. You can play it in sequence, sort of thing. So let's say you get let's say you get three chances. Yep. Okay. Okay. To get to five. So as soon as you get one wrong, you go back down to zero. Okay. Follow me? Okay. Now so... Is, the, we've got when, a random, when, sorry, when you say uh, world championship is this both world title wwe title universal title it's just the wwe heavyweight championship. just the wwe title okay i can do this i've probably just go with it it'll be fine yep fine. okay so uh we have to randomly generate a uh number or a wrestler so i'm going to do that to start with 26 please no no you don't get, <laughs> you don't get to pick where you start hold on i have got to think of a name for this as well i'm just calling it higher or lower it's time for Higher and Lower with the Way. WWE Championship Combined Reigns. Uh, uh, our randomly generated number to start with in these positions is 36. Okay? Oh, okay, so okay. we'll find who is number 36 on this list. Give me one tickety boot so number 36 we're using the top 49 people technically 50 but antonio inocchi kind of doesn't count so he's in there but yeah we'll just forget inocchi had the belt or whatever okay <laughs> okay so 36 36 is daniel bryan daniel bryan has had 66 days as champion okay i thought it was more than that no yeah two months after he got injured after mania didn't he i and guess so it. yeah okay so, uh, I guess I just start picking people and you have to guess higher or lower. So, okay. it's kind of me versus yep. you. Okay? Yep. okay. So, you have to get to five correct answers in a row yep. to be able to do no this. No problem. All right. We should have had some sort of random number generator here, but it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. Can you randomly generate numbers? If you just put in to Google. Yes, but now you told me 36, I'm going to generate numbers. I'll just be able to pick which positions they are. I'll do it then. <laughs> fair point. I should have probably said it and nailed the game. <laughs> That's what, that to Cheating. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to randomly generate numbers to make this easier. Uh, You won't know them, obviously. I will only be the one that knows them. Okay, so you started with number 36 as Daniel Bryan. Uh, Your next uh, thing to see higher or lower is Yokozuna. Higher. Yes, higher indeed. 280. Okay, so you have one. Do you keep track? Yep. Okay, so next one. Okay it's so hard not to read out the number that comes in front of me <laughs> okay your next one is kurt angle so has kurt angle had more days so higher or lower than yokozuna as WWE champion okay so kurt i think would have had a couple of reigns in total but i don't think they would have spanned over 280 so i'm gonna say lower you are incorrect oh no kurt angle has done 297 oh dear it's very very close though okay right let's start again okay This game could be over quite quickly. (laughs) You've had one attempt. Okay, I'll keep track of the (laughs) attempts. Thanks. (laughs) So that is your first generated number. Okay, we're going to start. I can tell you the starting number. Uh, We're going to start at number 26. Oh, okay. With The Miz at 160 days. Okay. So your random number generator. Let's do that. Okay. So we're going from The Miz. We are going to... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Higher. (laughs) You are correct. Austin comes in at 530 days. Jesus. Uh, Well done, Steve. Nicely done, Steve. Okay. So we're then going to this one. So that's one correct answer. Higher or lower Seth Rollins? Lower. You are correct at 220. Okay. How many is that? I'm two. Two now. (laughs) Just keeping track. (laughs) (laughs) It's good for the pod, mate. Don't worry. Okay, so from Seth Rollins to Andre the Giant, lower at under one day. He (laughs) didn't quite get the whole thing. Okay, so from Andre the Giant to Ivan Koloff, higher at 21 days, but not much. Oh my God, I could win this. (laughs) I've got one more to win. One more to go. Okay, oh, this is a really difficult one. Vince McMahon. More or less than Ivan Koloff. How many had Ivan Koloff have? Ivan Koloff had 21 days. Lower. You are correct. You win. Vincent, man, coming in at six days. WWE Ooh, champions. Yeah, well done. Congratulations, Jesus. my friend. Right, so my turn. We're actually going to compete against each other. So you. So I got it in my second uh, second run. attempt. About seven attempts, I think you got it in. Something like that. Uh, yes. Something like that. Seven yep. correct, or like six correct answers and one incorrect. It doesn't matter. But second attempt, you got it. Okay. Go so we are starting at position 39 with mankind. Okay. How many days? 47. Okay. So we're starting mankind at 47 days. So we are now going to go up to, or down to, as I press the magic number generator. <laughs> So we are going from Mankind with 47 to Ric Flair. More. Correct. Higher, I should say. <laughs> Correct. Ric Flair tied with Big Match Roman on 118 days. Oh, nice. I thought Roman had more than that, to be honest. So there we are. So now we will go back to the random number generator. So we go from Roman Reigns at 118. Uh, John Bradshaw Layfield. Oh, see, that's a tricky one because I know John held the belt for a while, but I think it's gonna be less than Roman. Higher. Ah, oh, damn. He's held it for two hundred and eighty days. I know he had a really good run at one point, didn't he? So, ah, I almost made a rookie error because he's he's held it joint number of times with Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> <And I almost laughs> nice. So we have to start again. Okay, cool. Let's try again. Okay, so we are going to start at our good starting position, position number five. For Pedro Morales with 1,027 days. Nice. So. Lower. <laughs> do unless, to, unless. Do you want to keep your answer? No, definitely not. I don't need to know who is first. We go down to... Roman Reigns. Lower. Congratulations. Yeah. We've had the same number twice now. Cheers, random number generator. Roman Reigns at 118 days, so you have won, and this is your second attempt. hmm So. We then have... Brock Lesnar. From Roman Reigns to Brock Lesnar. Yes. Brock has to be higher. He is higher. He's got 579 days. Cool. We're nearly done. We're just playing a game, then we're done, all right? Cheers. Go on. Okay. So we go from Brock Lesnar. I've got two. Come on. To Randall Keith Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Higher. Wrong. Lower. Oh, God damn it. Savage has held it for 520 days. Who was I going from? From Brock Lesnar with 579. Oh, that's pretty close. Okay, shit. Very okay. Close. Go on, right. Third attempt. Let's do it. Last attempt. Third and final attempt at playing higher or lower and getting wrong answers. Oh, oh look. It's the favourite number of the selector. You're starting at number 29 with either Roman Reigns or Ric Flair on 118. Okay, 118. Let's go Ric Flair because Roman Reigns sucks. Ric Flair. So, higher, lower, and Ric Flair. With edge, edge has got to be more higher. He is 139. Oh, close. Four. I'm getting difficult edge. ones. Edge. So that's so, one. So that's one. We then give you Dean Ambrose. It's got to be lower. It is lower. 84. Cool. Two. Oh-ho. Come on! I can do this. You've got this. 84. <laughs> I've got to remember the numbers I've said previously. That's my mistake last time. Okay, so you had Dean Ambrose at 84. Rob Van Dam. Just WWE Championship, isn't it? Yep. I'm going to go lower... It is low. It's 22 okay, days. Okay, cool. I remember that rain being short, but I was like, oh, he used to spin the belt. And I remember watching that week after week and you're like, hey, with so that shitty spinner belt from sooner. You've Cena. got Rob Van Dam at 22. Okay. What rank number is that, by the way? Oh, I can't take that. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because you won't need it. That's fine. Triple H. More. <laughs> Higher. Higher. <laughs> I've got one more and I've done it. Congratulations. I still lost the game because she did it in two attempts. So I'm still my third. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So we've got Triple H. This is a victory for myself here, if I can get this. Triple H or, ready for this, go on, Randall, Keith, Orton. So I'm going from Triple H to Randy. Randy Orton. Yep. What's Triple H's number? 609. 609. It's got to be lower. Oh, (laughs) you kidding me? No way! Six five eight for Randall Keith Orton. Oh, fuck you, Randy Orton! Yeah, I can't believe it. I'm so gutted. I'm so excited this game. I've already set you to start at number forty for the next game. But (laughs) it is it. So yeah, Randall Keith Ortons. Scrooge you at the end. Well, hopefully you enjoyed playing along with that, because that was my ambition, that this would be an easy one to play along with at <laughs> home at least, you know. Good All game, right. good game. It's been a pleasure, man. That pay you was absolutely terrible, but, you know, it was a good laugh to at least talk about it a bit, you know. Actually, it was depressing mostly. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the most miserable I've been on this pod. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. You say thanks, I'm going to throw this fucking mic at you. <laughs> 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 Don't do it. Don't do it. I know you're bursting inside to do it, but like, you can't think of a different outro. You can think of something. You can find us on social media. <laughs> there you go. That works. <laughs> At The Tex Williams on Facebook and Instagram for me. Yeah, mine's Rich Be Thy Name. Uh, that's Instagram and Twitter as well. Don't follow me on Facebook because Facebook's trash and I hate people that run Facebook. Money grabbing bastards. Anyway, um, world of wrestling podcast.com you can find all our links to our stitcher our itunes everything else or just search for world of wrestling podcast i know it's a long title but you know don't you say thanks i know you're trying to i'm just gonna end it here thank you bye-bye <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> you broke your mic <laughs> i did oh well well played Self high five